0: Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. Today we're joined by three brand new guests. The first brand new guest is FIFA analyst France. FIFA welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me on. Absolute pleasure. FIFA analyst, how have you found this year compared to previous years? Early on, what do you say?
1: Um, hard for me to say because the only FIFA that I had where I actually played from the start was FIFA 21. Um, so I started playing on FIFA 18. I joined that late. Didn't play 19 joined 20 late and then started on FIFA 21. Um, I can't really remember, if I'm honest with you, purely for the fact of that I hated FIFA 21 that much, but I feel like they could have given us anything this year and I probably would have been okay with it just
0: because of my hatred for FIFA 21. So I've enjoyed it more so, but yeah, that, that's probably a biased opinion just purely because of how much I to 21. And for you as well, would you say you've always kind of looked at the game in an analytical way or is this kind of a recent thing for you?
1: Uh... So when I started playing on FIFA 18, I was I wasn't very good. Uh, and I thought, how can I get better? And that was looking back at gameplay um, and just kind of learning from that front. So I've always kind of had that attention for detail, I suppose, uh, picking up on patterns, like see, looking at other people's gameplay. How can I implement that into my game? How can I help other people get better and that sort of thing. So yeah, something that I've kind of done from from day one, let's say. Yeah,
0: and uh, if you could give one kind of bit of advice to people to to how to improve quickly. What would you kind of say to do? Just one, one little quick thing.
1: Um, i will probably say like practice for purpose. I think so many people go into FIFA because it's a video game and rightly so you should be having fun to start off with, but people just go on and play with no intent of I'm going to practice this tonight. I'm going to practice that. It's like rocking up to the gym and not having a training program or not knowing what you're doing or rocking up to football training and the manager just go in, Yeah. Just, you know, go play a game of football like you wouldn't do that anywhere else, would you? So if you are wanting to get better and you are wanting to improve, actually kind of having a bit of a training routine, as crazy as that sounds, is kind of the way to go.
0: Yeah, no, that's great bit of advice. I think a lot of people, they assume that if I play a lot of FIFA, I'll get better at it no matter what. And definitely kind of, again, having some idea what you want to improve on will help as well. Our second brand new guest is lad dad lad welcome to the podcast.
2: Pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: lad dad I, I
2: remember back along, you were involved
0: with a KSI video. How did that
2: come <laughs> about originally? Um, yeah, I mean, we're talking 12 years ago, back when I was living at home. Um, it was sort of a mutual friend. Um, nowhere near sort of the size that he's at now. Um, but we, yeah, we used to play FIFA with each other. Made a video back in his early days when he had sort of 2,000 subscribers. And uh, yeah, it was more to do with like your your, your skills, your, your goal compilations. You know, th- that was the content back in sort of the 2010 era. Um Managed to sort of secure a thing with Machinma and then reality hit. Really, it was uh, parents not backing this. You know, this scene. I think if, if people don't really get this scene, then they don't understand it. So, um, but yeah, that fizzled out unfortunately. So, uh, what could have been never happened. Yeah, that's mad.
0: And also one more thing as well. I saw you involved with the, is it Ali Oysky with his announcement
2: video. How did that? Yeah, as well. That was that was actually out of nowhere. Um, obviously, I'm a massive Leeds fan. Um, Tried to follow them obviously home and away as much as I can and uh, Alioski was leaving us um to go to a club called El Halley. and the son of the owner of El Halley randomly messaged me on Twitter and just said you know we, we've seen you're a Leeds fan and um, we see you do content and um, we would love for you to just do a short sort of segment um saying thank you for his time at Leeds and we can include that into his uh his video with us so that, that literally came out of absolutely nowhere
0: no, that's mad. That's mad. Obviously, some good good things come for you. And I know you've been streaming now on Twitch for, for how long now, would you say?
2: Uh, I think I'm in my eighth month now on Twitch.
0: And you were on YouTube beforehand or?
2: Yeah, so originally started on YouTube when uh, COVID hit. It was more of, you know, I'd been working nine to five, trying to figure out my career um, for the past, you know, 10 years. And uh, decided, you know what, COVID hit, I got put on furlough, which for those that don't know was sort of a, a scheme that the government in, introduced to, to save staff. And uh, my, the company that I worked for decided to put me on that. And I wanted to utilize my time. So I gave streaming a go literally from my PlayStation 4 with a, a PlayStation camera and uh, said, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. If you, if you don't if you don't try, you don't know. And here we are today.
0: That sounds good. Thanks coming on again today. And our last brand new guest example. Example, welcome to the podcast.
3: How's it going, man? Glad to be here.
0: Example: you are a pro player, but how long would you say you've been good at FIFA for? Have you always been good?
3: No. So, like, probably I played, obviously, I've been playing for a bleeding years uh, since it's probably four or something, but I, I didn't really step into competitive FIFA until FIFA 19, realistically. FIFA 18 was when I found the community, uh, when I started to reach out to people and um, kind of just pretty much pester people that are good at the game for games. And then I'd play them and they'd go, hey, you're actually okay. And then I'd be introduced into their group chats and I would pester more people to become friends with them. And then them friends actually respected me back, which is great. And then I got to travel around Europe coaching them and I've made a good community around myself, but also just a lot of friends as well, which is, is great. So yeah. And
0: I saw recently you were on Irish television. Was that last night? How did that come about
3: as well? Uh, Yeah, so we were on a segment called uh, The Two Johnnies Take on Esports, it was yesterday. The Two Johnnies are two blokes that created a podcast a good few years ago, and they kind of just got big, and then RTE looked at them and go, hey, you could be a a good duo for television as such, and they are. They're sound lads, and basically, they're just going around educating themselves on specific uh, niche industries, and esports was one of them for that day. Uh, So I obviously played and was a coach for Ireland within the E-Nations Cup in FIFA 21, and they just came to us and said, "Do you want to be a part of this t- television show to educate the two Johnnies and possibly Ireland more about esports and the FIFA scene itself?" I said, "Yeah, man, it sounds fun." And we actually recorded quite a longer segment. Um, we played again FIFA against them and stuff like that. They scored first against us, which was yeah, all for the entertainment <laughs> value. Let me let me tell you, uh, but yeah, no, it was just it was just good. You know what I mean? And uh, hopefully, a few people at home watch that and actually know what esports is, even to a slight increment compared to what they did previous.
0: Yeah, and that's a great opportunity. And also, you're a part of the J-Lings organization. How did that come about also? That's kind of obviously a fairly new group, isn't it, as well?
3: Uh, Yeah, so J-Lings Esports is a newly formed organization led by the brand uh, J-Lings and Jesse Lingard himself. Uh, So that's all backed up by, like, you know what I mean? Plenty of brands are obviously very interested once they see Jesse Lingard's name, they pretty much sign off anything that they can toward it. Uh, so that came up a good few months ago. I think back in, this is, we're talking probably March, um, the agency Epic Global reached out uh Trev, who was, a, and I've known him for three, four years now. I've, I've always got along with him and he's very reliable to me and I've always been kind of around to help him. And he reached out and just said, uh, back in March, he was like, there is a United player that is looking to start something. And I was like, yeah. And he wanted me to get involved in some shape or form. I was like, yeah, shut up, man. I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Or, you know, I was just kind of putting it off and I was like, it's never going to happen. But then five or six months down the line, um, I, I wanted to get involved with his agency. So again, I pestered another person to try and get involved with them. And he was like, actually, this United player thing is happening. And thank you for reaching out. Cause I forgot to reach out to you again and uh, got me involved. And I kind of just put my name in places where people would usually want their names to be, but they don't put their names forward themselves. So that's kind of how I got my name in that scenario. Um, but again, building the, the relationship with Trev is how it led me into Jay Lings. And he is a really nice guy. And the people over there at Lings are nice as well. So we have a great setup so far.
0: Yeah, no, it sounds good. It sounds like you've got a lot of opportunities from obviously your hard work and obviously networking and just kind of making sure that people know who you are and kind of put your name out there as well. I do want to get into the first segment here. They're going to go over the road to the knockout promo. Obviously, the previous year has been road to the final. This year's kind of changed a little bit. For, for analyst, what have you made of the road to knockout promo so far? Um, probably one of the worst people when it comes to content, to be honest with you. Uh,
1: it's not really something that tickles my fancy. Um, one player that kind of stands out to me is someone that actually I've gone and bought tonight. I haven't used him yet. Uh, but that Tonali card, the 84 rated, I think he looks really good. I think as a whole, maybe it's me being a bit, I don't know, wrong-sided or something. I think the content so far on 22 has been a bit stinky. Um, uh, one thing that kind of annoys me a little bit with A, and people may agree, may not agree, it's always the same cards over and over and over again. I don't know why, because obviously they're the meta cards and the cards that people like to put in a team and what they're going to spend and whatnot. I just feel like the constant sort of cards that we get of a DAO, that Tenali, for example, we've already had cards with him. They're like, just It's always just so repetitive. I think what different ones that are, haven't had a card before is that Bandura, the Triore, I think. They're just all quite repetitive, really. So yeah, I'll get I'll kind of look at them and go, yeah, yeah, well, and then just kind of carry on as normal.
0: Yeah, I think I know uh, what Sons have won as well. It's crazy that I think literally yeah. the week before, they had a team of the week. Then the following promo, yeah. they have put them in there. They could have easily changed it. But I'm not quite, quite sure why they've done it. Lad to that for you. Have you been excited about mm. the promo or not really?
2: No, not at all. Like you know, I'm a gameplay person. I I am quite advocate this year of not spending any money on the game. And for me, I, I definitely back up what FIFA analyst has just said there. I think it's become lazy now, and I think that stems from there is quite literally no competition right now uh, for FIFA. They have the monopoly. Um, they can release whatever the hell they want, and people will still spend money on the game. It's just the mindset of what what it is now i think where i think things may change um is when these these other games that are coming to market um if they take a fraction of the fan base of fifa i think you will see some big changes for fifa to try and lure people about ea obviously with the the new announcement that came out um i think the ea will do a big a big big push probably next year um to try and bring people back to to whatever it's going to be called whether it's fifa i don't know um but yeah i think it's very lazy at the minute
0: That should be interesting too. I know I think EA or FIFA themselves want $1 every four years for the new licensing, but it's going to be mad to see what happens obviously going forward. I think their main point really was that they want there to be competition for EA. And I know there's a handful of games coming up, whether it be next year or the year after. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see if they actually do give EA some good competition or not. But obviously obviously that remains to be seen. An example for you, have you liked the promo so far? Are you kind of along the same lines as the other guys here? You're not really a big fan of it.
3: Yeah, I love all the cards, and I love EA. They're really nice. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really care. Um, no, I, I have no real interest. I just look at the cards, and I'm like, okay, you might be good, you might not. I don't really. It doesn't like it doesn't really tickle my fancy. I might throw in a few FIFA points here and there, but that's probably down to wanting coins more than it is wanting to pack a class Vidal for the eighth year running. You know what I mean? Like, um, like I like Isaac, though. I do because I like big men. That sounds weird, but I do. Um, And he's, he's cool. So it's Fakir, I guess. Uh, son, another son. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, they're just cards. You know what I mean? I don't really see it. And like, I don't go, oh my God, look at him. Look at his dynamic picture. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah. I think,
1: as well sorry to put in to kind of go with it that obviously for us as hardcore and whatnot we're looking at go it's repetitive it's boring it's the same sort of things and everything I think where EA are really struggling at the minute is to try and bridge that gap between the top end cards and like the middle cards because at the minute getting a Joe Gomez for example is dirt cheap comparison to what it was last year so we almost need some of these cards like that Tonali for example if you actually could put him next to Kante it's a very good card that's much, much cheaper. Obviously, yes, different league, different nations, but it kind of they've got to get that, that gap right. Cause at the minute, there's just too much of a gap between Mbappe, Ronaldo, Neymar, Messi, all of them, and then just there's nothing kind of in between. And that's where I suppose these promos are meant to meant to do that, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, the weird thing right now, obviously, is the market is so I would say compared to previous years, there's a lot of good cards, very, very cheap. I know the market absolutely crashed again today. I think Rashia went down to about 70k. Same with Bruno Fernandes as well. And again, you've got the likes of Kante who will keep rising, And then everyone else is getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And I think I saw somewhere, I think you had to pack 26 Rashford's to afford one Mbappe. And yeah. even back a Rashford in the per- first place is absolutely mental. But this year, I think more than any year, we'll get into that in a minute as well, is that I don't know if you guys agree, but a lot of people I think are struggling, especially now because they're kind of being forced to spend money if they do want to get to these top-end cars. And I know for EA, that's good. They're a business. They want to make money year on year on year. But again, we're getting to a point now where it's getting really, really tough. But I want to go back to obviously the promo as well. Have any of you guys used any of these cards released in the promo already or not? I know examples have mentioned Fakir and um, Isaac as well. Anas, have you uh, use any of these cards yet or not? Other than that Tonari that I bought tonight,
1: I did do a deal SPC as well tonight. I haven't used them. Um, the only other one that I've used is that Fakir because I think... Value-wise, he should hopefully get one upgrade at least. I think he's actually a very good card for what he is. But the rest of them, no. Again, because
2: most of them, I can't really go out and buy because I can't afford them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's tough. And obviously, that's a doubt as well. Have you used any of these cards as well?
2: Only in draft. You know, again, running an RTG. I think realistically, the only game mode that I feel I get some level of satisfaction now is somewhat of a casual gamer, um, which I feel is rewarding is is draft you know there's nothing really else to do during the week at the minute once you've qualified and you know i've already hit elite division it's there's nothing to do you know it's it's draft is the only game mode for me uh so yeah i have used son um if i'm being brutally honest with you i don't see much difference between his gold card and and you know that card itself it's very minor you know minor upgrades that are not really that noticeable um so i i sit here as you know as a casual and i can't justify the price difference between his gold card you know and this road to the knockout that's going to what potentially we're pretty much going to get what two upgrades i think is the maximum you can get um i think it's again i go back to my point i think it's very lazy from ea this year um they're trying to to lay out the the promos because they will release a a road to the final promo um i just don't understand why they've well they've done it other than i can pinpoint it down to his laziness
0: Yeah, I think for them, really, it's a case of, hey, we can split this promo into two, and we can have two different names for it. And again, later on, that's probably what they'll do. I know previous years, they've done Road to the Final 1 and released it early on. I think when they get to knockout stages, they'll do Road to the Final 2. But it seems like now, they've just kind of split two promos. And in a way, they've made sure that players released now can never get to, say, a TOTS level of card. I think last year, we had Mason Mount and Jao Cancelo who both of those rode to the final cards were very, very similar to their TOTS cards. That's maybe what they're trying to do, again, limit the potential of these cards early on to kind of a minimum. And again, work on very slowly throughout the year, make sure that power curve only creeps up kind of month by month. And then obviously, like they've done last year, make sure the game goes at least 11, 12 months instead of like a nine-month period like it's been previously as well. So we'll have to see about that. But I do want to go on to the next topic here, kind of how much do you guys think this year is more pay to win than previous years. I know some guys said that it's not. And I think it depends on the level you're at as well. I know early on I was at like, it's a lot of good cheap cards here. But again, obviously, all of you guys are in the elite division now. When you get to that elite division, then you really feel like it hits you, at least in my opinion anyway. Sample for you, would you agree that this year is more pay to win than previous years or not?
3: No, 200,000 <laughs> FIFA points. You know, I'm using Mbappe. Man, I could do that with Tanati up front. No, it, it is easily the most pay to win year of all time, especially since the patch for finesse shots and stuff like that. Uh, because the, the top range cards still can score goals from outside the box. Your St. Maximans, your Vinicius, and all them lads can't score them anymore. They can't score the, the long range shots. But your son, your Ronaldo's, your Granola, Gr- Whatever the hell's name is. Yeah, you could score still with them. Um, so yeah, it's really paid away. I think it's funny though, because I'm on the right side of it. So good luck to all the RTG boys. <laughs> I'll I'll be chilling. Yeah. And obviously,
0: I know Analyst, for you, you've got an RTG going this year as well. How difficult have you found using the RTG team? Uh, you know what? In comparison to last year, so I
1: ran what was meant to be the relatable RTG. So I was only meant to spend two hours a day on it, and I ended up packing Mbappe in my first rewards. Inform Rashford the week after, and then Ronaldo the week after that. So I had the first few weeks of this incredible RTG. I didn't sell any of them because I was like, that obviously makes it very unfair because I've got loads of coins. Um, But this year, regardless of those players that I had this year, the thing that's been a massive pain in the, the arse, pardon my language, is that A, you don't get the placement coins, fine. Everyone starts in Division 10, not got a problem with that. But you don't get the coins or the rewards when you go through the divisions. So whatever division you finished in that week, you get just those rewards. That was the biggest hindrance for me. Because I went from Division 10 to Division 4, Division 3 in the space of that you know week of that rewards. And then you're getting closer pushing on to Division 2, Division 1 and the Elite Division. And I've had one set of rewards to try and upgrade a team. I'm, I keep looking at it. And I'm looking at some other people's RTGs. And they're there with these pretty stacked accounts. And I'm like... I can just about afford a Mars bar. Like, I don't understand how these people are kind of getting it. I don't trade. I just play, 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 play. And to me, it's... The way I put it and and kind of the way that other people look at it because people are going, you know, 0 and 20 a week and you can get the rewards and everything. I feel like at the minute, EA are either going, yeah, you're going to go and pack something or go and be a trader. Because they've said that trading is a part of ultimate team. You know, you should go and trade. That's what they said to the pros when they said that every card was obtainable on FIFA 21 that was actually in that statement which just, just isn't true
0: yeah no I remember that coming out last year that said that every year every card is achievable and every FIFA player should be good at obviously not just gameplay but all aspects of the game and it seems crazy again I know I've done a bit of trading this year also but because the market right now is so dead it, it makes it even harder to trade as well currently again rewards are a bit I mean in my opinion rewards aren't as good as they have been previously like I said the two <laughs> Like I said as well, there's no coin boost when you're going through through these divisions, and the packs you're getting. I think I looked from I went from rank one or from division one to elite. The only additional thing you really get is a player pick every week, one of one of three.
1: The thing is as well though, and this is where people say about rewards being better because you know certain people have said this is that yeah you don't get the coins, you get those rewards there. You can take tradable, untradable, or a mix of tradable and untradable. The Milestone rewards you get every six weeks, but you only get the rewards for the games that you've hit. So I think it's at 25, 50, 90? You don't get those two rewards before it. You only get the one that you've hit. So I've played, I played the 90 games of rivals with again within that first week, pretty much. So I don't get them for another you know five weeks from there on in, in onwards. And actually having the chance to upgrade and go anywhere, it's seven wins per week to have an upgraded rival's rewards. Well, that's fine for your casual play. Like for the casual guys that are listening to this, they're going, What are you want about? It's fantastic. I have to play seven games of rivals, 20 games of champs, my well, nine playoff games. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, for, for you, it is. But for someone like me who plays a ridiculous amount on a week, because obviously it's my job, it's the worst it's ever been. Like to actually grind gameplay right now, you, you don't have an option to go, well, I can put money on and do okay, or I can grind gameplay. The gameplay
0: is just like, just at the bottom, which I don't think is right, because obviously that suits me. <laughs> Yeah, I think you definitely need to be rewarded for playing. And again, it, it it does feel it kind of leaves you a bad taste in your mouth that you're kind of forced to put money on it, and you, and you shouldn't be. Again, obviously, we can kind of sit here and say like we don't want to put money on the game, but we probably could if you wanted to at some point. But there's people out there again, even younger kids who probably are asking their parents, "Hey, mum, can you can you give me your credit card? And let me chuck on a few few points here and there." And it starts it off starts off kids early gambling things like that and it's tough for a lot of people and that to that for you i know you're running you say running rtg as well this year have you found it really difficult this year or not
2: uh swings and roundabouts really i think the grind to a elite division i really enjoyed i think that's what again a lot of the casual people that play the game and why we all play ultimate team for those that don't spend money is that grind you know to to have a team that's billy really basic and working it all the way up to having something you know that is is worthy of an ultimate team. Um, I think where my mindset has changed has probably been the last week. Um, I've enjoyed the champs qualifiers. I've enjoyed foot champs. You know, I feel like it's very rewarding for me. Uh, Where I find, where I'm starting to get a bit angry towards EA um, is division rivals. Like every game I'm playing against, I'm rocking in form Luis Suarez right now, you know, and I'm coming up against Janolas and Neymar's. I played the pro player last night for Lille and I lost 2-1 to him. And I'm sat there, I'm using, you know, what I mean, I'm using Insinne at uh, left mid. You know, he's using Heroes Genola at 2 million. So, you know, I'm sat here and I feel, I feel this is where the whole entwine of this game being an esports game. I, I personally feel this game is not an esports game. I feel um, young Timmy, as I rephr- always say on my stream, you know, that 13 year old who might be good at FIFA, but just doesn't have the facilities to go out and spend, you know, five grand on a game. He's at an unfair advantage to try and make this a career, in in my opinion. There's no other esports game out there that, you know, yes, I know that it's like a 70-30 split, 70% skill, 30% your team, but that's still an unfair advantage. You know, take take Rocket League as an example. That is all skill-based. It doesn't matter if you put money on the game to get a skin. It makes no difference to your gameplay. And I feel this is where, right here, right now, I can't qualify FIFA as an esports game. Right now,
0: yeah, no, it's tough. I know. I know speaking of guys beforehand, speaking of Zalonius, and he said like you've got to spend at least, I mean, like three four thousand pounds minimum to, to even be at level to compete as well. And it's it's not easy. I mean, you you can't expect your average person to be able to chuck that money on every year without mm. the kind of guarantee of getting that money back through rewards or even from competition winnings as well. So it's very difficult. But I have to dad, have you found the reward system within the game as well to be worthwhile currently or not?
2: I think I think for foot champs, definitely. Um, I think the casual player can quite I think there's quite a lot of people that have been able to get eight wins. And that does give you, you know, the premium team of the week pack, which is something that they may have not had before. Um, and I do I do like it for the casual gamers, for for pro players, not so much. But then you look at it and you think, well, why do they need to be rewarded even more when they've already chucked on 10 grand and they've got the way I look at it is why are pro players playing? You know the ones that have got a ridiculous team why are they even playing foot champs you know what are they improving their team towards the way that i so, again i can only base on some of the teams that i've seen like quite literally three days after the game came out you know it's it's like what why are you bothered about the rewards
0: yeah i think it obviously changes this year as well i know division rivals is the place to be for pro players in foot champs doesn't qualify for any events. Sort of about division rivals this year, so we'll have to see about that. But again, even guys like Anders chucking out the the forty 0 tweet on foot champs. I mean, mm. you stop at sixteen and There's no incentive for these top guys to even go further than that as well. You don't get any, you don't get an extra bonus for going twenty and Which I think yeah. they should do. There should be another incentive there. But it feels weird when you get to that sixteen or the rank one kind of point. Then after mm. that, like, what's the point? After I, I think
2: where they could fix it, if I'm being honest, in my opinion, would be for the pro players would be to have extra. Uh, rewards in division rivals you know so like the elite division have different tiers in elite division you know so somebody who's a, because realistically speaking i could be a 1700 skill rating in elite division and you could have somebody like you know first uh, one at like xl tom you know who's at 2200 skill rating but i get the exact same rewards as him
0: yeah no it's, it seems crazy i know i mean a lot of the guys in it. i think right now especially the elite division is there's so many people in it i don't think there'd be that many it's people too diluted in it. Yeah, yeah, it's too, it's too diluted. It, it, the way I tweeted the other day is that what EA
1: wanted the elite division to be and what it actually is, it's just a glorified division one. So now instead of it being 10 divisions, there's, there's just 11 divisions and division <laughs> 10 is the new division 11 and the elite division is the new division one because they thought it would be difficult to get to but because of the win streak bonus and the no relegating. Yeah. If you are a Division 1 player, if you got to the elite division within the first week of the game coming out, that was pretty impressive because you were matching pro players back-to-back You know, in Division 1. Now everyone else is in the elite division. Division 1 players can't match elite elite division players. So if you are a Division 1 player, you are naturally going to go and make yourself into the elite division because you can't get relegated once you reach rank 1 and you get the win streak bonus. So it's just a diluted Division 1, really.
0: Yeah, and I think going off last year as well, I think if you were elite three and above, I think you're around top 2,000, 3,000 in the world. But I think right now the elite division, I think from what I saw earlier, I think it was around 30,000 people in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It almost seems seems like if if you're a gold two player and above, you can get in the elite division. And that's not how it should be, I don't think, anyway. I mean, the only thing that saves Ian away with this, in my personal opinion, is the fact that they've got six-week seasons. To change the gameplay or change the systems within the game. Do I think they'll change that too much? Probably not. There's been no guarantee you get relegated more than one division. They've said you'll get relegated a division. They've not said how many. And again, I think a lot of people will end up in Division 3 and upwards just through keep playing the game. I don't imagine people get stuck in Div 10, Div 9, Div 8. If you can beat people every now and again, you'll gradually go up through divisions. Will people get stuck? Probably. But for most people, I think they'll gradually work their way through. Um, and when you get to that top division, it's going to be so saturated. It's going to be kind of difficult to really see who the kind of top players are as you go through. Uh, I, I, think, do what- I think
2: just on on that note, though, I think, I think you've got to look at it from EA's point of view as well. You know, if you were the owner of EA and you're making more and more money every year and you're making very minimal changes, why would you change it? You know, like people are moaning left, right and centre. But yeah, they're still making like more money on the previous year. I think that's where I say it ties back into. If there is a, a competition with these two new games coming out, um, or EA do lose money one year or they break even, then they realize that they need to do something. I i I, I sit here and I can't see the game, I can't see it changing right now. There's no reason for it to change, unfortunately. As much as we all <laughs> we're all sat here saying it's not great, you know, but we still play it because it's the only somewhat playable. Football game on the market right now
3: yeah
0: and that leads us to the next question an example i want to go to you first for this one here though is do you think there'll ever be a way to make the game less pay to win whilst allowing ea to still make the same amount of money that they do currently and this is a pretty tough question honestly but do you think it's ever going to be a possible example
3: you see it's a tough question if you have an answer for it but the honest answer is no <laughs> um, like it's it, that's just it that's that's the answer because like how, how are they going to do that and why would they do that they're making so much money it wouldn't even make sense in a business term and like people like to spend money people like to gamble kids shouldn't be able to gamble but people like to spend their money and who should tell anybody you know what i mean you want to spend your money on like, hookers i don't care it's your money you know like i don't really care um do we, like should ea be you know lawfully strict on themselves yes but I don't, th- I don't see it happening and I don't know why they'd want it to, to happen, which they don't, you know, unless they get canceled, which cancelling a few billion dollar company isn't going to be exactly easy. So uh, the honest answer is no, it's not going to happen anytime soon, as much as we want want it, or we want to, you know, other games to come in. And thanks to that uh, mentioned, like, you know, other games coming up, football games and stuff like that? They're not going to have a patch on EA. They're not even going to come close. They're, they're so far behind. They can make Bobby Firmino look like the so-and-so that he does. Well, it's never <laughs> going to be close, man. And, and like, yeah, they can stick all the tattoos on them they want. It doesn't matter. They're Like EA are that big. EA are the creme de la creme. The McDonald's of gaming. It's just not it football anyway. It's just not going to happen. I don't see it. I can't see it. It's not going to happen. And FIFA do you do you agree
0: there? Do you think there's any way it ever change? I'll give
1: you something, so at least there's, a, there's an Sorry. answer to it. To an no, no, no. You, you, I completely agree with you on your sense. The only way, in my eyes, that EA can still... Like, they can't ever make the same amount while making the competitive aspect of it you know, fair. The only way you can make it a little bit better um, is that once you reach that verification status, you can play in the online qualifiers, then make the tournaments or whatever, is by giving them unlocked accounts. Because... Um, a lot of your pros are still going to want to spend because they want to get to that verification status as quick as they can. And let's be honest, people, when they see all these pros spending it, the majority of them now aren't putting barely any money in themselves. It's their organizations that are doing it for them. So the org is going to look at it and go, how can we give our player the best possible chance to get to those qualifiers, to those you know tournaments? Let's give him those FIFA points. Regardless of whether he's going to get an unlocked account in those qualifiers to play it or not, a lot of people will still, you know, fund quite quite a lot. Yes, obviously some people will hold back and go, well actually we normally give you five hundred thousand feature points now because of the way it's changed, we're gonna give you three hundred thousand. But you know, EA still would make a lot from the pro scene, wouldn't be as much. But that to me is the only way that it could potentially, you know, go fairer. But again, that's still not the right way to go about it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, like I say, both both you guys said it's virtually impossible. I think you always get guys who complain about obviously it's paid to win, EA shouldn't do all this, but again You can't tell them not to make more money. You can't go to a business and say, hang on, like taking less money, don't be like this. You can't do it. This has always been my thing though.
1: The way I look at it is how can we make more money? How can we do better? They're making an incredible amount of money now, but they could also make a hell of a lot more by making the gameplay more fun, better, quicker, better servers. If the game was the game that I wanted, I know full well I'd be loading up money pretty much every weekend. Because I'm like, hey, this is my hobby. This is what I enjoy doing. I can then go and make content around it. Now, at the minute, I'm like, the only money I'm going to give you is money for the game, to actually play the game. Other than that, I'm not going to give you another penny because because of X, Y, and Z. So yes, they're making a load of money now. But to me, any good businessman should be going, how can we make more? Not just, let's carry on doing what we're doing because it keeps going up. Oh, yeah, why can't we double what we make? How could we double what we make at the minute? We've had a lot of feedback that you know the game's not very fun, uh, the servers aren't good enough, blah, blah blah Okay, well, let's focus on making those servers better to start off with. Oh, we've just gone up 50 percent. Like that that to me makes more sense. But again, maybe the guys at the top are just like, don't change anything because it's still doing well enough.
2: So
0: yeah. And la to dad, if you had anything to add to this one here, do you think there's any way they can kind of make it less pay
2: to win? Or not. I think I think it's like what the guys have said. It's a really really tough one. I think you've got to look at it from two angles, right? You've got to look at it. We look at it a lot of us, you know, from a pro point of view, especially obviously analyst and and and, and Finn. But I don't know. I, I I look at it from a pro point of view. I think the only way to make it fairer would be to have unlocked accounts on qualification weekends. You know, to give everybody uh, the same the same level, you know, a level playing field um, to make it fairer, you know, because I think you will see a lot of people, you know, that will come through the scene that you would have never heard of ever um, because they've been given an opportunity, you know, to use some of the plays that they may not be able to afford. I think from a casual point of view, I, I, the problem with that though, that's that's not going to make them money. You know, I think what analy- FIFA analysts said there with, with having the unlocked accounts, but having a, a stepping stone where you have to sort of qualify to get access to that, you would still have the proceeds spending money. But where the majority of VA's money comes from is the casual market. It's not pro players as much as what we think it might be. You know, there's there's a hundred, well, I think it's like a 100,000 pro players, 79 million copies of FIFA were sold. You know, so that just goes to show that the casual market is what makes them money. I think the only way that they could possibly do it and still make money would be to follow, follow a model like Fortnite, which is what I think they're trying to do a little bit with these kits that are coming out. It wouldn't surprise me if FIFA became a free game. Because what that would happen from a mindset point of view from a casual gamer is I've just saved 60 quid. I'm going to spend money on the game that I would have spent buying the game anyway. It's the exact same what Fortnite did, you know, and they did it through skins and things like that. It may even reach a point where you, you buy a bundle of certain players so it, 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 again, it sort of levels out that level playing field. You know, for X amount of money, you can buy a pack that gives you Mbappe, Neymar, whatever. But I just, it's not going to be anything in the short term, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I think obviously that's what they tried doing the preview pack. So at least you know what you're paying for there as well. And again, going back to that thing there, if if it's, if it's a free game, people think will be inclined to probably spend more money than maybe they normally would if it was obviously a paid game as well. I do want to move on to the next bit here, though. I know recently we've had the no-loss glitch this past weekend. Luckily, EA seemed to patch it somewhat quickly, even though though the no-loss glitch has been around for God knows how long. I want to get your guys' take on it and obviously how much blame you think is on EA and on the people doing it. Alan, I want to go to you first. What is your take on the no-loss glitch? First of all, they didn't patch it very quick. Um, so I found, I found out about it
1: the week before uh, and messaged them and said, this is in the game, you know, go and sort it. Uh, a week later, it was still there. Um, it, it's EA's fault, of course it is, without a shadow of a doubt. And the reason why I say it's EA's fault is it's the same no-loss glitch that's been in the game for the last two, three years, to my knowledge, at the start. I know it was definitely there last year, and I know it was there on, was it FIFA 19, Eric, where when you... They, the way they patched it was that you couldn't <laughs> press the Xbox home button and if you did it instantly dc you so like players yeah. were so scared to press yeah. that home people button by accident two cents. people put yeah, two yeah. cents
3: over an Xbox <laughs> button and off
1: yeah just to stuff it um, so yes you know it is EA's fault you know this sort of stuff should be tested um, to make sure that it's not coming through the people that did it though however regardless of what you say it's cheating to me I'd go to the level saying it's a bannable offence obviously EA aren't going to go to that level because the sheer amount of players that are doing it um, you know for well and people go oh well it's EA's fault they're the ones that did it you know we just uh, exploited it and whatnot. you're cheating without a shadow of a doubt that's what it is so yeah I'd go to the level and say ban, ban them for it as I said they're not going to do it so I think a coin wipe is fair a ban of weekend leave for a whole season's fair like any other esport any other game any other walk of life if you cheat in something in no way is it oh well it's alright it's not my fault it's someone else's fault like people were saying to me it's just, you know it's not our fault EA should do it like I'll put it this way. I walk into the shop and I go and buy my shopping and I realize, oh, you know what? They didn't scan that or didn't scan this or something. And I walk out with it and then the security guard goes, you didn't pay for that. And I go, yeah, but the cashier didn't scan it. It's still stealing. It's just because someone messed up somewhere doesn't mean that it's not stealing, is it? So um, that's how I kind of put it across. But yeah, I know the community, the ones that did it were like, Please don't ban us c a let us take our free rewards and get away with it, which I said if that's the case, can I please have a hundred k put in my account for free for for doing it because that'd be great.
0: yeah, I think I saw I think I saw Steve Stokes post about it said that why not give the people who didn't do it a bonus if you're not going to punish everyone else get at least give the people who didn't do it some kind of reward. Lad to that for you are you in a grill here do you do you think this is the right way to go? ban people yeah
2: yeah i mean it's it's ea's mess up you know there's a lot of things i would say but uh, you know i'm trying to keep it pg um (laughs) it is it is a mess up i think what's even more infuriating is it's the same game every bloody year like how can this be a thing you know you've had a beta as well that came out you know that thousands of people tested it's not just that issue though there's been a string of issues with this game i mean let's red picks tradable like how can that change you know that has never been a thing how how on earth can this all of a sudden be a thing? You know, so I mean, the only thing that I can th- I can look at is somebody's done control C and control V and added a character, and it's it's messed up. But um, yeah, I think I think definitely there needs to be something for the people that didn't join the herd, and and you know whether that is a boost of something or we get a hundred k pack, you know, th- th- you see, that that's where I disagree though
1: because that's mm. just being a genuine human being and not. Cheating. I know it's only a video game, and you know, take it to the extreme. Being a genuine human being, I don't. I don't, I don't think the people that didn't do it should be rewarded. I just think the people that did do it should be punished because that's how the world kind of works, in my opinion. Like, yeah. you know, you did the right thing. Well done, and you get a clap on, you know, tap on the back sort of thing. But the people that were wrong definitely should get some form of punishment. As I said, me, it would be a ban. That's not going to happen. But if it's just a ban from Weekend League for like, you know, two, three weekends or a coin wipe randomly at some point on their account or take their top three cards or give them a week's ban from the game. I don't know. But yeah, I just think punishment is, is the better way for people to learn rather than going we're not going to give you anything. I'll tell you what, we'll give the people that didn't do it though a, a clap on the back. So sort I of think
2: but just just imagine the situation though if the people that didn't did it got a free baby icon. Just as an example, you know I know it's never gonna happen but got given a free baby icon pack. Those people that exposed it would never ever do it again. I think even if they got a weekend league ban, they'd still do it again for a weekend league. Quite band. quite possibly but like
1: I don't think that's still enough of a deterrent because people go, oh, well, how do we know? We know what EA are like when they mess up or something. We've seen it at times where if you opened your rewards at this point, when something was bugged, you got given those rewards again. What there was one the other week, wasn't there, where if you opened something
0: within, was it the,
1: was it the red picks where you, I think you opened them, you got issued them again or something like that? I can't
0: remember. It's
1: been that long. The one that like, pack was
0: probably what it was, wasn't it? Was it the ones to watch?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you when had you to open, open the... a certain time, yeah. Yeah,
1: when you open the ones to watch pack in that thing, you got given a gold card or any card, just not that ones to watch. So some people got Mbappe's out of it and then got their ones to watch back again because obviously that was what you know they bought. And it's just like, yeah, I think I think the system of fairness with EA definitely something they don't get right.
0: An example for you, I know you've been sitting quiet on this one. Are you do you think people should be punished? What do you think for the you no know, loss glitch?
3: I don't think there's much else to say. To be honest with you, um, like, yeah, fair, fair amount was said there, but the lads that I agree with, uh, I, I don't know, should people be know, reprimanded? Probably, yeah. Are you stupid for doing it? Yeah, but what I, what I have done it, no, because I'm not allowed to say or whatever. But um, <laughs> no, like it's just so stupid. You know what I mean? Like EA, but they do it every year. Like pretty much, there's some sort of no loss glitch every single year. There's still no loss glitches on PC regularly you know what I mean so it's just it's just funny man and I don't understand what their issue is uh, and why it's so possible <laughs> Um, I, yeah like people did it people will hopefully get reprimanded for it Um, but because of the amount of people that did it it's it's going to be really funny to see what actually comes from it because I don't know but can they actually like you know ban people for like 50,000 let's say if even probably 40 to 50,000 i I'll say uh, I doubt it i can't i don't think they can ban them will they take the cards off them no but maybe maybe whatever the hell they earned from say the rank one that they got the lovely 20 and oh um, they might put their coins into minus or something if they're already on zero or just take the coins back from them should it be more than that yeah but probably the coin total will definitely come down for them in in my opinion and you might see the first time somebody's coin balance going to minus yeah that should be interesting anyway.
0: I want to go to, go to you for the next topic here though as well. We had the recent patch also, and I know they've done a lot of things regarding attacking stuff, and obviously finesse has been finesse, um, been nerfed, and kind of defensively this year. I think if you sit back in your box, you kind of you are rewarded in some way because again, at least now finesse is gone, you can sit back and allow it. But would you say the patch has done too much to affect going forward and attacking for players?
3: Sorry. Yeah, example, yeah for you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait. <laughs> I'm scratching my head now, man. Um all right, so you see it's great being paid to win because finesse shots and long shots in general aren't gone if you have good players, which is great. Um it's unfortunate for a lot of you guys, but it's great. Um and like I think yeah I I get because the way I defend, I pretty much, yeah, I, I play a game of chicken, uh, but based around decisions. It sounds a bit weird, but I have a philosophy behind it. Um, but pretty much so I kind of sit back and I don't mind not having the ball, you know. Like I'm I'm okay with defending, you know, let them come to me and I'm like, yeah, I'll just take the ball, then I'll work around and I'll try and um you know kind of work the gamer out in that way. But yeah, in a sense, like there's certain things that I'm glad that the keepers were slightly nerfed inside the box. Um, they didn't kill keepers altogether, but yeah, in some aspects they did, because keepers are really even when they were really good, they were really stupid at times as well. So the stu- the stupidity still exists, but the like the lack of overpoweredness, I guess, still exists at times. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just weird. And then outside the box uh, shots, they can go in, but you see the issue with the finesse shots outside the box. Well, not even just finesse shots. The finesse shots were patched. Uh, accuracy for finesse shots was patched. Uh, but via tuning, but the, the finesse shot wasn't actually patched to begin with. It was just goalkeeper animations. And what they haven't touched at all is driven shots inside the box by driven. I just mean a circle or B. Um, So if you actually, you know, go cross net and shoot that way, try maybe a little green timed if you can actually still works pretty well. In my opinion, I've scored, I scored a brace with Kante, put it on my TikTok Um, from range. It was class. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely possible for for players with awful shooting to score them. It's just whether you have one the audacity and two the know how, you know. And um, sorry, go ahead. Would you say they've done enough with this first patch? Do you think they should do a little bit more? Um, no, I th- I don't really know, man. You see, I'm this year I I've decided not to like become a critique on certain things that EA do because what i say has absolutely zero impact on what the hell they're going to do. So this year, I went in with an approach of pull the big boy pants up, stop me crying, stop putting negativity out to the world and just play because what good am I going to do? You know what I mean? What, like, yeah, I'll have a little cry on stream because I do want to cry. But, you know, for the most part, I, I try and pull up the big boy pants and just deal with it because whatever the hell I say anyway won't make a difference.
0: To be fair, that's probably... A great bit of advice for a hell of a lot of people, honestly. And lad, to that for you, do you think the patch has changed the game a lot or not? How are you finding it since the patch?
2: I, I, I have a, again another love hate relationship with it. I think, I think the big thing for me that's happened with this patch has been two things. I think the live tuning tool, um, I think is is a disgrace. Um, I don't think it should be a thing. I want to know what they're changing. And with the live tuning tool, we don't know what they're changing. Like, I, I I, genuinely feel like gameplay has been different from 9 a.m. one morning to 9 p.m. at night and playing two completely different games. And I do think that's down to this live tuning tool. Um, in terms of how the gameplay feels, um, look, it's, it's a new year. It's obviously I'm on next gen, like all of us boys in here. And you know it's it's an adaptation that you have to you have to adapt to the game. You know it's not the same as last year. I've noticed a lot of people that were doing a lot of the skills last year aren't doing so good this year. You know this year is very much about the passing. You know thinking about your plays a lot more. Um, but the, the the big thing for me is is inconsistency. Um, you know the little things that are still in the game that have been in the game for probably the past four years. And I think it's ever since Frostbite came in as the engine. Um, which is instances where you're reading your your play, you're jockeying, you, you're reading, you know, your your opponent, and you cleanly win the ball, and it 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 locks back onto their player, or you make a pass, and you're reliant on the AI to decide which player you're passing to in which direction. You know, I've had instances where it's my left centre back, and I'm trying to pass to my right back, but it locks onto my right centre back. You know, and that that for me, and and that can cause a goal. So I think the inc- the inconsistency, and I don't know what causes that though. I don't know if that's an internet connection or if that's you know the, the the game engine itself. Um But for me, I've I've not really noticed that much change to be honest with you with a patch. You know, it's uh, for me, it's I've I've played you know quite a lot of games. I haven't really noticed too much to be honest.
0: Yeah, and as for you, would you agree that? Do you think there's been a lot of difference or not since the patch?
1: No, people just. Go on at times where maybe they don't normally, or they log on when the servers are heavy and then go the game's got slower and that sort of thing. Uh, Going on to the point from Ladd's dad there with the live tuning tool, people now, because EA have added in this thing where they go, oh, they can change the game as and when they want. EA have to tell you when they change anything on the game. So if we've live tuned finesse shots, if we've live tuned tackling, fans whatever it is they have to tell you they're not allowed to live tune something and go Mm -hmm. we've changed this because of they're passing the game as a competitive game where people can try and make money from that they have to tell those players we have changed this you bought this game this is what we've changed that way then you can make your informed decision you decided to nerf over the top three balls well screw you ea i love over the top through balls i'm now going to go and play pez like they, they have to tell you they can't just change the game as and when they want um the game hasn't really changed, like like Example said, with regards to the finesse shots and whatnot. They're still incredibly viable with high-end cards. Someone like me on the on the RTG and whatnot, it hurts a little bit more. You have to get inside the 18-yard box and whatnot, but that's why I didn't try to abuse the finesse shots too much because I knew full well those greens on finesses were going to change and there was no way we yeah, were going to let that continue to be a thing. I think that frustrates me. I don't mind, by the way, you asked the question about, you know, was there too little? Should they have changed more? No. Like, everyone always moans that first patch kills fifa and whatnot why don't they go with this let's try and fix one thing at a time you know there was a big issue with the flash shots let's focus on that maybe next patch let's go ai defending and the defense going and running all the way back to narnia as quick as they can is a problem now let's just focus on that and then the pass after the patch after that let's focus on uh passing or pressing or whatever it may be that they think just one at a time works my only worry is that when ea tried to fix something something else normally breaks so that maybe puts a bit of a down on that
0: <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll see throughout the year. i think the main issue again like it's always been in previous years the first patch has always been huge and again if they do little changes throughout the year at least rewards people who have played it early on who have kind of figured out the game early that said hey i know this game early on throughout the year, I'll be better than other people picking up the game because I know the ins and outs of it more and it hasn't always changed as much as well. But I kinda wanna go on to again, I guess, a positive note now. I don't know done a lot of kind of slandering EA and going on about the game I know all you guys are in the elite division. I'd hope that you're all fairly decent at the game this year. But I want to get your guys' takes on kind of what's worked for you this year, gameplay-wise, to we'll th- kind of go through formations, tactics, skill moves, say things to avoid.
2: I'd like to add for you, what has worked for you this year so far? I think just adapting has been a big thing. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a very old school FIFA player. You know, I, I like to do the tick attacker passes, the L1 passes. You know, to to manually make my runs. You know, I feel defending I'm quite I'm quite good at jockeying and reading plays. I am I, I'm gonna probably give one bit of advice I actually gave to somebody on my stream that was really struggling with the game. And people don't actually understand how much of a difference your camera angle actually makes to your gameplay as well. Um, you know, I know formations and tactics and things like that are, are one thing, but just simply changing your camera angle, because I can tell you right now, Telebroadcast is a different Telebroadcast to last year. Um, The camera moves weirdly compared to last year and the, the gameplay never feels central at some points. So, you know, changing, changing your camera, actually, I feel makes a big difference. But I think in terms of tactics, I think it's just trying different things. We are still early into the game. I think some people keep forgetting that we're, we're only technically three weeks after the game's launched. You know the standard edition so you know trying different things trying different formations playing around with different players that you can afford <laughs> and and just genuinely just just testing you know you can't get relegated in division rivals so i don't see what harm you know a few losses you know will, will have on you really but yeah definitely keep 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 trying different things yeah that thing is
0: one good thing i mean as far as saying no relegation is bad the fact that you can't really nothing to lose if you do want to try things out in rivals i guess is a positive there. And as for you, what has worked well for you early on in the game?
1: Um, I, I think
0: the thing that people struggle with,
1: obviously, I suppose it's kind of my job to do it, is try absolutely everything and anything. Like, I think, obviously, when we're playing the beta, I said driven passes were good, green time finessing was good. Just don't go from FIFA 21 and just go. I could play FIFA 21 by doing this, this, and this, like try different things. I don't like crossing the ball myself, but I've forced myself to go, right, these next three games, I'm going to try these different types of crosses and whatnot and kind of doing that and then making your game style around, you know, what works if you want the most amount of wins, obviously. If people are sat here listening to this and go, I don't honestly care about winning. I just want to have fun and I want to use my Harry Kane up front my Alan Shearer, like do you just find how you have fun really and kind of go with it. And if it is, you know, winning, yeah, just just trying different stuff, going, yeah, that worked, that didn't work. One of the big things that we've got, you know, kind of in coaching at the minute is asking players to take a simple thing like, okay, we're not doing enough driven passes, driven passes from the wing into the striker it's because people complain about drop back so much, be quicker on your attacks, stop being so slow, which then encourages more men behind the ball. Go and introduce three times driven passes per half in a game, And write it down and go. Did I actually do that?
0: Oh yeah, I did this here and that there, and and that sort of thing really can can help players get better. And as far as kind of formations and tactics go, do you think what do you think works better this year as far as narrow versus wide? For me, for some reason, I cannot seem to work with a wide formation this year. For some goddamn reason, I don't know why, and narrows work so well for me. But do you agree that narrow formations are better this year or not than wide? Uh, There isn't any formation that's better for
1: anything so the biggest thing that people get confused with is that myself and other streamers and youtubers and whatnot will go four two three one best formation right now four four two the four one two one two narrow this is the best tactic go and use it it's all just for search terms the people that want that help and want that advice are after a quick fix same as i'd love to get a six pack right instead i've got a six pack of rolls i'd love to type in on youtube get six pack abs now and two weeks later, I've got six pack abs. That's essentially what YouTube tactics are. Yes, they can help. And you can go like so. One of the things I always try to do is explain how the tactic system works and how you can make your own. The search term of this is the best tactic is complete and utter bull. Like it, it, it's down to you and your playstyle, And I can't emphasize that enough. Like I had someone in my Patreon the other day saying, I'm getting confused. Whose advice should I listen to yours or this coach or this person or that person? And I'm like, please, please, please stop listening to me and the others that are going this is the best tactic it is literally just to get people into the youtube videos if i go 532 custom tactics and instructions the amount of people that are searching that in comparison to 442 or the best custom tactics on fifa 22 is so minimal that video is not going to get people clicking on it i have to get people through the door to then learn and you know want to get better so it's about you and your playstyle. Personally, I think narrow is terrible this year. It can work for people. I think it's really clustered in the middle, the way the cam interact in the narrow 4-1-2-1-2, uh, 4-1-2-1-2, for example. They sit so close to each other. It's like they're on each other's ass all the time. And that just isn't how I like the narrow. Like I love narrow, but that isn't how I like it this year. It's what suits you. You know, like you've just said, I can't make wide formations work. Well, if you're having a coaching session with me, I'll tell you 4-4-2 or 4 2 3 is quite good at the minute if that's not what works for you why would I try and get something into your game that you're quite clearly not comfortable with playing which doesn't have enough of a benefit like I suppose it in comparison to something else it's like having a runner going I really enjoy running well you know with bricks on my back in a 100 meter sprint well yeah we'd probably want to change that wouldn't we but on FIFA the difference between you using a 4 one 2 narrow or 4 2 one in my opinion for the average player, this is isn't enough. Obviously, if it's a pro player, it's completely different. Obviously, they have to have different kind of stuff in their locker. But for someone just normal, just play what you
0: want, play what you enjoy, and have fun with it. I'm I'm heartbroken now. I'm gonna to have to make sure I don't type in the best meta custom tactics
1: <laughs> every oh, single week do. now. Please do, <laughs>
3: please do, and then you'll see all the FIFA Analyst YouTube videos. So maybe example on page fifteen. Yeah, example maybe.
0: for you though. What do you think worked well for you this year, and do you think it's been major changes in, the, in your kind of style of play compared to previous years,
3: or kind of yeah, what's what's really worked for you early on in the game? Um, I, I I always try and say, especially this year, I'm trying to implement it in my own game. Um, FIFA is twenty percent skill and eighty percent mentality, so mental fortitude is way more important than being actually good at the game, especially since the skill gap and skill ceiling in FIFA FIFA in general just isn't high enough. And there's a team gap that you can implement as well. So like, like it actually lessens the skill gap even further. Uh, being being on top of your mental game, like I'm a big advocate of being good at something without actually doing it. So like, you you can get better at FIFA, you can get better at anything by not physically doing it. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways, like playing at a certain time, routine, um, drinking lots of water is another great idea as well. Uh, there's just a lot of different things like that that I'm doing this year that. I tried to do last year, and I did know that then as well. But uh, I'm being a little bit more strict on myself since I went full-time with all this stuff. So, um, Yeah, so just that part of it as well. But in terms of the actual game and the gameplay, I hated FIFA 21 with a fiery passion. Um, It just wasn't suitable to me. I like to be able to shoot from far. I like to be able to cross to the back stick, score corners, do everything that I possibly can to win, pretty much headlock my opponent if I have to. But... Uh, FIFA 21, it was just about who could get the most luck uh, based from directional nutmegs in and around the box. Five, three, two. 2 true balls from Narnia. Yeah, so not exactly this kind of stuff that I enjoy. Did I do well yet last year? Not really. Sometimes... Um, I'd love to do better, but the game in the meta just didn't suit me as well. This year it does because I like finesse shots. I like to be able to cross, I like the r1 and Xs into the feet from the wing. I think personally, for your issue for the for the wide formations, if you just look for the striker from a wing position and just whack it into him, fizz it into his feet, you'll get a lot more joy out of using wide formations. Cause if if you're in a cluster slash uh narrow formation using an r1 and x isn't exactly uh beneficial it, it just gets the ball to somebody faster but an r1 and x from the wing inside actually makes them get the ball because it would not have reached them otherwise you know because there's a queue of defenders or midfielders in front of you there are the r1 and x by the way has to get patched it's crazy yeah. it's so fast man i swear to god sometimes i don't even see it and uh, i actually brought out a video the other day as well where i'm um, you can actually shoot with the R1 and X now as well, which is funny, but you can't have anybody near you. Yeah. I just tried it in skill games for the for the fun for the fun of it once the tuning went live. And um I yeah, it's really fast. <laughs> um but yeah, pretty much this year is it gonna be good? Probably not. But hey, I'm here for the ride.
0: Yeah. I think definitely, I think, mean, yeah, the for some reason the driven passes, the touch after that is always perfect too. Literally yeah, the man. perfect touch every single time.
3: Could do it with anybody as well. Manolas, man, he spreads that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, we got a question here from Diego, similar to DJI. He said, What advice would you give for players who are struggling to make the rank two to rank one finish in Weekend League? Uh, and also, how do you think EA can fix the Elite Division problem? I know we've kind of gone over the Elite Division problem with that, kind of to make the Elite Division, say, more exclusive, really. But how would you say an easy way to make the rank two to rank one jump? Unless I know, so go over your first list one, kind of. Anything simple to help people get to that next rank in Weekend League?
1: First thing that I'd ask you to do, especially this year, because I know it's changed and people may call me toxic for this, but if that's what you're after, uh, when you get to the 12 wins and the 16 isn't obtainable, stop giving away those wins, play those games. Um, Purely because for you to get to that rank one, you're going to have to get used to playing at that ELO in Weekend League. So don't give those wins away. I know obviously it's nice to do for everyone else in the community, but for you and your personal achievement, you're trying to get to rank one, even though you can't get there, playing those next three games actually will be kind of you know crucial to you, to you getting there in the future. Um, it really comes down to, like Ample said, you know, mental is, is a massive thing in FIFA. So I won't really go over that, but that is a big part to you and kind of what you're doing in weekend league. I'd be asking you always to be thinking about what's wrong in your game, what can be fixed, and how are you going to work on that during the week? So Usain Bolt has a, has a good quote um, that he got asked the one time. About saying, you know, how do you always turn up at the competitions and you know win the races? And he says the competition is the easy part. It's actually the practice and the you know the work behind the scenes that you don't see that is is the hardest. And that's where you are going to have a good weekend league. Not from you rocking up on weekend league and winning the first ten games and having a great start. It's about knowing that the last three four weeks you've been working on your right six, switching your skill moves, using the wings, using the bylines more, using your fullbacks, game management, all these things that play a massive part and at some point you're going to get to those weekend leagues and they're just all going to come together. And that's kind of uh, how I'd ask someone to approach that.
0: Yeah, so if, if you guys stop getting gifted wins in weekend league, um, you know where to direct your anger towards <laughs> hey, there as well. Look,
1: look, look I get a lot of hate online, so that's fine. I'll take that. I'm here to help people get better. And that's one of the things
0: that we'll do. <laughs> Example for you, what would you kind of give us a little bit of advice to people to kind
3: of get to that next rank in weekend league? Uh, I would recommend probably one thing and, and a lot of people don't put enough time into is um stick switching in general man it is so key like I was actually I had a coaching session today and he he uh, I don't want to oust him but he changed he changed a button uh, so his his second man press button as well to, to something that you'd use like I think it was X and I was like, well if you're a second man pressing with X, how are you gonna stick switch? Because your thumb is already in use, unless you're doing a mad claw or something like that. And he was like, oh, all right, well, that's an issue. I was like, yeah, you should probably, yeah, let's change that. Um, So, like, yeah, again, people just don't realize how important, that's my point, people don't realize how important it is to have not only uh, the right stick switch, but obviously the second man press. um, Try and remain and retain formation integrity is probably the best thing that I can say. One thing I'm a big fan of as well is never letting somebody down your line I would man, people people can attack me <laughs> through the middle all at once, man. I don't care. I have a wall there. I've I have big boys in the middle all the time, and they're gonna they're gonna chop you down. Uh, but the wings, man, because so much riggy stuff happens if you get down the line because your defense is deep. Varane's doing a spin in the box, but for his own sake. And yeah, it's just so difficult then to defend when your opponent is completely on top of you. Uh the, the biggest issue with foot for a lot of people is the the amount of games. And I know twenty doesn't seem that bad for most at the moment. Uh, but it will end up probably worse. And people will be like, oh, put it to 15, put it to 10. Um, but for the point being, um, if you're gonna play weekend league, play five games max at a time, um, because that's about an hour, an hour and a half, and then you know, take a five, ten minute break. If you lose, do not go into another game. For the love of God, give yourself a bleeding break. Like, you're going to go in, you're going to be angry, you're going to pull people out of defense, you're going to slide tackle, you're going to be too direct in attack. It's the worst idea in the world. Uh, I do it quite often, by the way. Uh, <laughs> probably <laughs> probably because I'm streaming and I'm like, haha, I'm still, I want to be streaming. And then I go into a game and I get even more sad and then I go off line and I'm, yeah, very sad. But yeah, uh, basically spread out your games more uh, and don't be an idiot, pretty much.
0: And add for you. I know you mentioned the camera angle stuff as well. Anything else you can add to kind of improving to the
2: next rank and Weekend League? Uh, go and call your bank. Take out a loan. Load <laughs> out some FIFA points and you'll, you'll be all Gucci. Um, no, on a, on a serious note, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to come at it from a different angle and I'm going to say, don't stress about trying to hit rank one. You, you know, I know it's better rewards, but I'm, I'm going to be sitting here and be honest. You know, the rewards that I've had the past two weeks have been abysmal. I've not had a single walkout from any of my foot jumps. My red picks, my best has been Luis Suarez. Um, you know, last the weekend just gone, I wanted red Rafinha. You know, I'm a Leeds fan. He's only 50K. You know, come on, EA, give me. I've got 15 player picks. That, like 15 players to choose from, technically. And uh, I didn't get him. But yeah, there were two people who went Norton and 20 and, uh, and got him. So I wouldn't stress too much about it. Um, I think if you create that stress that you need to hit rank one, um, like example said, you're going to stress yourself out. And if you're stressed going into a game and, and, and I'm prime example, I rage on stream all the time. You, you do play worse, you know, without question. And then I start blaming, Oh, you pay to win merchants, you know, I blame EA, I blame everything other than myself. Um, and that's just because, you know, I'm, I'm angry. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> t- take the advice that the boys have said that they're, they're, they're better than me.
0: <laughs> and to finish off here, I want to go through some listener questions to go through these kind of quickly. The first one here is from Footspies. He said, "Is it me, or is it harder to qualify for the finals and actually play in the weekend league itself?" Uh, is next the next part of the question is matchmaking? I know it's kind of been confirmed that there is like an Elo still this year, but and let's go to you first. Have you found the kind of the playoffs to be difficult yourself or not compared to weekend league? So the playoffs are done exactly the same as weekend league. Uh, plus one for a, plus one win, plus one for a win,
1: uh, minus one for a loss. So you always match someone that's theoretically on the same Elo as you. Matchmaking system obviously for EA hasn't always been the greatest because it does always take into location as well. For me personally, no, it's fine. Um, but that's very hard for someone of a high level to go playoffs is fine because obviously, you know, they're a high-level player. Um, I think for the average person, what I'm seeing from a lot of coaching students, that it has certainly become a lot tougher to qualify. Um, I think once you get into a weekend league, it is easy. There was a big debate going on, on Twitter a few days ago about what's harder, weekend league or, or you know, the playoffs. The playoffs are harder purely just because of the mental aspect. Once you get into weekend league, yes, you're playing for rewards, but to go 8 and 12 and get those rewards, you know, if you're probably in there, you're probably going to get 8 and 12, I think, for a lot of players. To get into there, you have that pressure. If I don't do this, you know, I might miss this weekend. I've got to get the 1500 points again. I think it's very much just a pressure thing. You kind of feel it. And if you're 4 and 4 and you need to win that last game, theoretically, you've matched someone else that's 4 and 4. So they're also feeling that pressure. And it just makes all for a a nervy game of FIFA,
0: really. Yeah, that's interesting point there. dad, for you, would you say the player's been harder than the actual weakening itself, or you kind of...
2: Yeah, I mean, again, we're, we're in different positions to sort of like the normal average player, I guess, you know, the, the the normal, you know, Johnny works nine to five, Monday to Friday, you know, in accounts. He'll have a different view on it. Um, I think where where people, the people that I think are struggling the most are probably from the sort of silver one down, um they're the ones that i really feel for this year because they haven't really got much to do on the game there's 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 not much you know other than foot champs really to do on the game um right now and i think that's the those are the people that are the ones that are sat in a really awkward position right now where they feel like they're trapped in a corner um to just go and spend money on the game so i would definitely say if you were sort of a silver one level even gold three um, you know some of the, some of the, the guys that I know, Gold Three have struggled to qualify. Um, the, yeah, 100% qualifications are a lot harder than the actual champs. But I feel once you do qualify, you get rewarded. So you know, you I would say treat the qualification just like champs. Last year, champs for me is a breeze. You can go naught twenty and get two player picks. Yeah, you know, that's, it's uh, that's mad. That's, that's...
0: And I I don't want to say here that I I failed in the playoffs first time and then somehow got ranked one <laughs> in the first week in league. Um, which doesn't make any sense there. But example for you, do you think the playoffs have been tougher than the weekly itself or kind of you're not? Man, much
3: different? That's really funny, man, because the first week I went ranked two, all right? Um as a as a pro player and stuff like that. But like I, I really don't care if like I go rank three, two, one, point five, new rank, because uh man, I spend so much time in elite division throughout the week. I'm like foot champs, I'm gonna chill, so I'm chilling. <laughs> And then I'm one that up and I'm like, this is class. And then I'm two one down and then I go, oh, well, <laughs> and I just lose the game. And then after the game, I'm like, oh, I would have actually liked to win that game <laughs> because I like to win because I'm still competitive. But I feel like I'm spending a lot of time on elite divisions at the moment. My weekends are to chill and I'm chilling for chances. A bit of a holiday. Should I? Probably not. No, but I am. Um, and this week I went rank one. It doesn't really matter. Um, is it more difficult to qualify than it is to um, actually play? No, I, I would say genuinely, I think it's probably our mentality, like specifically, especially like, man, some of the people that I'm playing against, they want to win. They want to win so hard and i'm like you know what i'm fair play because i'm going in with a completely different mentality to you and you you're like spartacus in here and uh, fair play to him you know what i mean i have no no qualms with somebody that really wants to win i just don't want to win as much and if you really want to win and you're willing to pretty much do anything to win it uh, within finals that is i think you'll have a decent uh, decent record coming out of it but if for the playoffs i see a lot of people struggling to actually qualify which makes me kind of sad because everybody should be open to it and it, it's a real grind to get the 1500 points and then play the nine games i think just scrap the 1500 points you know what i mean it's such a long process i feel bad for some people that don't have the time um i don't even know when to play the nine games these days like do i play it on a tuesday on a random stream do i play on a friday so i can you know clickbait for champs like it's just a bit of a mess you know what i mean Hey, don't be laughing at clickbait, mate. We all love it. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, did, I did it on
0: Friday this week. My thinking behind it really was that Friday's probably going to be easier. If people are in the weekend league already, they're going to be playing on a Friday. I know a lot of guys this year are playing it early. on. A, they're getting all the games done, even on a Friday or Saturday. So playing it late really isn't a bad idea, especially because you can qualify for champs later than you have in yeah. previous years also. Uh, another question here. What players do you guys focus on in your team? Ones who are meta or players you personally like in real life? that for you. What would you say here, meta or players you like in real life?
2: I went in with the mindset this year that I'm going to use players that I like. Um, So I actually rocked Patrick Bamford up till Division 3. I played like over 100-odd games with him, scored like 170 goals. And I looked at it, I had a different mentality. I was like, you know what, it's quite fun when you you see people with Mbappe Neymar and you're beating them with Patrick Bamford, you know, he's scoring a hat-trick against you. But then it definitely reached a certain point where it was like, you know what, I am genuinely causing my own headaches and my own pains because, you know, there's games that I should be winning. You know, Bamford had eight shots on goal and hasn't scored. Um, you know, maybe that's the reason why. And the second I took him out, you know, it was sort of like back-to-back wins. And yeah, I, it's a tough one. I guess it depends where you're at in the game and your skill level as to whether or not, you know, you go down the route of following meta players. You know, do you want to compete? It's a tough one to answer. I would love to sit here and say, um you can use a team that is full of, you know, fun players. Um, but I think the market's proved it straight away. You know, there's there's cars like hero cars like Dempsey who's like what 30k now? You know, nobody's using I've never seen anybody use a Dempsey at all. Um, so it, it's a hard one. I'd I'd love I'd love for there to be some incentive to use cars that you wouldn't necessarily use, whether that is in the theory that I had or the idea that I had was now foot champs has become a bit of a casual mode, which it has been compared to division rivals. Um, Why don't they like incorporate like what they used to do on the daily knockouts or the daily tournaments um, where, you know, you use say a full silver team, you know, for, for the champs qualifications and the, and that following, following week foot champs, you know, use a specific nation, use whatever, you know, make it a little bit fun. Um, But again, why are they going to change anything? Because it's it's technically not broken, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, analyst for you. I know you're obviously a West Brom fan, so it might be hard to use players you like in real life. Um, but do you try and use, <laughs> do, you, do you try and use some players that you enjoy in real life, or are you purely just kind of uh, chained to the meta now?
1: I feel personally insulted.
0: Yeah, but, you just hey, killed a I'm an extra City fan, so I can't use any players myself. So I've got to try and at least... I, you
1: I, I, saw, you know, I saw United in the background then. Uh, there man is Rudy my Rooney bicycle. one. When I, did, when <laughs> I, I can afford was, Rooney.
0: I was, I was thinking you were you a United fan.
1: Um, yeah, thanks for that. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Uh, if, as much as I am a guy that you know makes educational videos on how to get better and coaches and helps people on that front, I can't emphasise enough. play the game how you want to play it uh don't let anyone else tell you otherwise that yes there is quote-unquote better cards you're going to get better results if you use this card and that card But like i said if you enjoy using that patrick bamford and you know that when you get to the higher divisions that yes he's going to be a hindrance but if you if you are crazy enough to still have fun using those cards then carry on doing you really um for me myself obviously I look at a lot of cars and go, I'm not using that because that's not meta. And what I get my enjoyment out of is trying to be the best and compete and, you know, have fun and on that side of things. But for someone else, they don't care about winning. They just care about loading up and going, I've got this icon in my team, Wayne Rooney, for example, who doesn't play anymore, but he's in my team. He might not be the best card,
0: but that's what I enjoy. So, you
1: know, you do you, I'll do me. And that's the best way that you can play the game.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, example, I know you mentioned, uh, was it David, was he you say David Granola earlier? Yeah, um, <laughs> bro, we <We'll> play him. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you find yourself trying to use players you enjoy in real life or are you just full on meta?
3: Yeah, man, I remember Granola back in the day was like one of my favourite ever golfers. Um, I don't know how we got into a foot still. Um Yeah, I, no, I, I, man, I have no choice really uh, at the moment. I kind of just have to look at everybody else's team and go, I want to copy that pretty much to the exact. Because um, I, I feel like as well, if I have a good enough team, um and if i have a team that can replicate somebody else's i have a good chance of beating them you know what i mean if i try and be audacious and go out and which i did and i bought Dinatale, i bought kula bali i bought some players because like, i loved dinatale back in the day and i was like all right gotta give him a go i got sun out the team we got kante out the team for vidal um his road to the knockout card whatever the hell it's called um yeah so i tried them out and i absolutely stunk i was awful and i was like well this doesn't fly so I had to sell it and get back to the team that I had, and I'm doing okay again. Yeah, it depends on the time of the year. Like last year, at the end, like say April to the end of the year, I had Schweinsteiger and center center mid, and I loved them because uh, I packed them. I packed like Eto as well. It, it, it depends on the time of the year. For the most part, I like making content, but I am a competitive player, I'm a professional player, so uh, I, I I have duties, you know. But uh, toward the end of the year, you best believe I'm gonna I'm gonna do some madness and, and get some mad teams going because that is fun. At the end of the day. Yeah.
0: And I want to go through two more questions here. Little quick fire ones here. Who's the new best patch. player? Oh, is there a new patch right now as well? Sorry. And the sorry, the best player in the world right now and the best player you've seen play in real life. La would go to you first in on this one. Who would you say best player in the world is right now and the best player you've seen live?
2: Without question, Patrick Bamford. No, 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 <laughs> no, serious. No. Um, I'm probably gonna have to say uh right now, that is who I think is the best in the world. Mo Salah if I'm being honest with you I think he's so underrated you know for what he does Um, yeah I I think Mo Salah in terms of who I've seen live I haven't really watched many football games other than Leeds um, but I'm probably gonna have to throw it back to uh, Jermaine Beckford would probably be and I know this is completely you know not what anybody would expect but I don't really go and watch many other games other than Leeds so um, you know again he was just completely different, different player. I know it was League One level, but he was he was definitely prem-worthy um, when he was he sort of his prime at Leeds. So that's uh, that's it for me.
0: Uh, analyst for you, best player in the world right now and best, play, best player you've seen live? I think it's a very a very difficult one to get right. Well,
1: obviously most of opinion. Yeah, Chris Brunt. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a matter of opinion with the best player in the world right now because I think when you look at it like on the actual ability in terms of what they can do with a ball and whatnot, obviously is the one that comes to mind. Um, But in terms of, you know, the players that theoretically are up there, Lewandowski, um, and I actually think Karim Benzema is not getting the respect that he probably deserves at the minute. That guy's having absolutely incredible uh, last year or two. In terms of real life, I won't go with the West Brom man, Um, although Romelu Lukaku in the 2012-2013 season was quite good. Um, Yeah, that's true. Watching Eden Hazard at Chelsea when it came to the Albion, uh, he was <laughs> when he was at Chelsea. That guy was was unstoppable, absolutely incredible. Uh, that'd be the best player that I've watched like live in the flesh.
0: Yeah, it's just a shame he's a, such a kind of. I mean, a, a, I always say glow down, but it's a shame to see how he's doing now as well. Example yeah, for you, definitely. what are your two answers uh, for this?
3: The best. Player in the world right now has to be Mo Salah. Uh, there's a few up there, but man, even like I just the, some of the stuff like his last what uh, three games, his first goal in the last three games were all just crazy. Like the Egyptian Messi, you know what I mean? Or more, more so the Argentinian Salah at this rate. But um, yeah, it, I, I hate to say it. I'm a United fan myself. So it, it's a bit sad to say, but he is incredible at the moment. Um, and the best player I've seen live, I have seen Ronaldo live. I've seen him against uh, West Ham with United. But I think the best performance of the day, and I'm, I'm going to say Rooney, because he was unreal. He scored from the halfway line. It was that time, uh, that game. So that was a good game to get to. And Rooney is just incredible, man. I love him. He never really got the respect he deserved until after mm-hmm. his career had finished, which is really sad. And especially he peaked so early, since he was a lot of pressure on him from the age of 16 until, what, 24? He was the, the main man at either United or Everton for like eight years, which, you know, I'm 24 now, man. I can't even carry a baby. Never mind carry a two football clubs so fair, fair play to him i guess yeah.
0: <laughs> no i mean fine, yeah rooney was incredible. i mean luckily for me i saw i was live for one of rooney's best ever goals against portsmouth in the fa cup the little chip over david james canton esque but yeah I, I i like that answer there with rooney um yeah we'll go through our guests here and where you can find them lad to dad where can people find you uh
2: nowadays it's over on twitch um i sort of do a lot on tiktok as well but uh, yeah twitch is is sort of monday to friday um anything from sort of 9 30 p.m onwards um, but the schedule will be subject to changing but uh, yeah over on twitch come say hello if you guys want to
0: sounds good fifa analyst where can people find you
1: anywhere just at the fifa analyst is where you can get me twitch youtube Twitter, tiktok all that stuff And have you got a stream schedule right now as well uh yes i do uh stream monday to friday 10 a.m till 2 p.m uh and then saturday same sort of time and sundays on the evening an
0: example where can people find you
3: a little bit of a mouthful but it's example without the ease underscore xx um i'm a mouthful too so yes hello and also with that you can find me at all platforms you know everywhere i stream five to nine or so on every single day and upload every single day on youtube as well perfect thank you very much guys <laughs>